Ho, 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 and happy holidays, listeners. It's James of Mostly Speaking Sentai, here to present to you a present of the Patreon. Yes, that's right. As we do every year, we release some of our Christmas specials from the previous years into the free feed of Mostly Speaking Sentai. So you're not without this Christmas season, this Hanukkah season, this Kwanzaa season, this Festivus season. This New Year's Eve season, this new Dragon Boy Suede Marshland Monster single season coming out December 29th, but I digress. So, this year, we are presenting to you during this solstice month some great stuff. First, what you are going to be experiencing today is the This Existed episode with Corey and I discussing college university. You might be thinking, James, this is just a new Grounds Flash animation show from the early 2000s. How is that Christmas related? Well, if you remember when Mike Parker of College University, of Lowbrow Studios, of Sonic for Hire fame, hey, Go right now, subscribe to Dorkly and Lowbrow Studios on YouTube because it's both, they've conglomerated, baby. It's always great stuff. I love them, but I've loved them since like 2002. Watching these episodes every single Christmas since I was a teenager when my parents were going through a divorce. I go more into detail further on, but I've watched this, the two seasons, every single year since, uh, yeah, since I was 14. So almost 20 years I've been doing this. So please enjoy this. If you want to hear this year's Christmas special and the 52 other episodes we released this year on the Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you give yourself a present, brothers and sisters, of listening to us goof around on either Citizens of Townsville Z, which we're going to be doing a Christmas special of that with Nicole and I later this month. This existed where we just released our Ernest Saves Christmas episode. We've done Grumpy Cat's Christmas. And then there was there had to have been another Christmas special. I don't remember the other one. That's on me, brother. Actually, no, no, no. We uh, we haven't been doing This Existed that long. So I think we've just done Grumpy Cat, Ernest Saves Christmas, and College University. There we go. But we're doing so much stuff. It's great. Also, mostly speaking Sentai After Dark, where we're discussing tokusatsu midnight style, currently going through Akiba Ranger, and Nicole and I's very popular Engaged with Nicolas Cage, where we're going through all of Nicolas Cage's movies that he's a stars of, okay? That's just $5 a month. If you're generous, you can go up to $10 a month. You get exclusive content monthly on that tier as well as all the weekly. And shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those. And then you'll get to hear this beautiful episode of Corey and I discussing one of my favorite pieces of animation. And it's a huge piece of historical internet animation College University, brought to you by Lowbrow Studio. So let's begin with those $10 patrons, starting with... 
Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, the Waz, Orion, Jordan B, the Chaos Witch, my Bickle, brother in common law, Joshua, Jakus, Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time, and Introvoid, listen to his music, my mother, Lil Corey's BFF, and now former roommate Shane, who will be on Pissmas next week. Be on the lookout for that tentatively. You know, lineups are subject to change. That fed. Twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's core win. And from Formulaic, a podcast in script writing and the ROM complex. It's twitch.tv forward slash R2 Shelby 2. Now, listen to this beautiful piece of podcast discussing a more beautiful piece of animation. Bye. Oh, yeah. Christmas time in the pissy. Hey guys, my name's James. I'm Corey. And welcome to a riveting episode of This Existed. Corey, right off the bat, remember, don't knock your table. Don't knock my table. Okay, I will do my best uh, to remove my construction tools from the table. That's not a figurative thing. I mean, like, literally, I'm hearing you touch your table. I don't think so. Uh, it can't be true. I'm nowhere near my table. You, the, wherever your microphone is, I'm, I can hear like some bumping. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's probably because it's like touching my keyboard. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. One second. There we go. I, I, I'm not like, there hey man, go. don't knock my table. Is that an expression? <laughs> I, it sounds like it could be. Uh, it sounds like definitely like like you're. Someone is like coming at your like family, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. I would say is what that oh. expression could mean. Or the knights of the round table. Hey, don't knock my table, bitch. Yeah, and that they went on to be a horrendous society. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then they get into a fight at the Golden Corral. <laughs> a fifty person. Hey, don't knock my table. And it's not even. It's both literal and figurative in that sense because you knock their table and they're like, "Well, if you weren't so fat, you wouldn't have to be pulled out so far." And I bet your. Mo- and then the other one says, "Yeah, well, your mother should have been pulling out." And then they're like, "Don't knock my table." And then pua pua pua. Are Golden Corrals exclusively in the South? No. Oh. It was just interesting that everyone had a southern accent there. Okay, well, for some weird reason, the people in Golden Corral, Michigan, (laughs) have southern accents. What's the opposite of a snowbird? Was it just someone coming up to, like, you you think it was like Floridians coming up to just escape the heat during the summer? No, I, I mean, that does happen because people from originally Michigan will be snowbirds and come back. For the summertime, like grandparents and such. No, this is just in Dalton Township. It is a uh, Billy Bumpkin area right next to Michigan or not Michigan. It's in Michigan of Muskegon. And those fuckers just talked south. They were dirt bike riding two tracking mud trucking individuals that would just be like, hey, y'all, what you doing over here? Well, in a town called Dalton, you got to expect everyone there to be like a Uh wannabe hick. Yeah, we called them Dirty Daltons. I love the, uh, you know, the the rebel flag waving 
That's exactly. People, yeah, yeah, in uh, northern Michigan who have never been nor never were from the south and still claim it. I just hate diversity over here. (laughs) I think that, you know what? I'm sure if we boil it down enough, that's exactly the reason behind it, too. I like Leonard Skinner. Is that okay for me to have this flag up? I'm also a goddamn rebel. I listen to Leonard Skinner, Pantera, and I praise our Lord and Savior, Ronald Reagan. And Kid Rock is is second in command. (laughs) Fucking damn it, man. There was a time in my life where I was surrounded by people who genuinely enjoyed Kid Rock. I'm such a rebel, but when I watch that Star Wars, I... I'm side with the Empire. (laughs) That's what they are. It truly, when it comes to science fiction, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but because we're in the Power Rangers fandom, Nicole and I, even though Nicole is not, I am, just the we as in mostly speaking Sentai, we will see just, I had never witnessed racists in these fantasy sci-fi fandoms that's like this is truly what these books and movies and tv shows are preaching against yeah there are are people that legitimately try or die on the hill of saying that the empire from star wars is not an analogy for like nazi fascism government types when (laughs) they're called stormtroopers yeah their guns are modeled after world war ii era German weaponry, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> Star Wars 7, but they couldn't have screamed it louder when they had a whole-ass Hitler speech in front of a bunch of stormtroopers right as they committed genocide. That ain't my Star Wars. I like Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and Darth Vader. That's it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think anyone has claimed Jar Jar Binks in so long. Uh, Jar Jar Binks is cool and he is funny, guys. Deal with it deal with it okay jar jar's funny yeah <laughs> he's the comedic relief okay spoiler alert qui-gon gets cut in half we need jar jar to elevate us before that he says misa's so horny sir i just saw a man be bisected <laughs> <laughs> jar jar confirmed into gyro porn let's go oh i i oh misa love it when you gib that's when, you know, someone gets exploded so hard in doom and they just become chunks. Bro, do you, is, d- does Vor count as gore porn, do you think? I think Vor does is because they're eating. Right. They're being like someone is being consumed and you're like on the insides of something. I will stand on this hill. If you got the Vor, you're into gore. <laughs> Confer- that dude shit let's make that that's mlm's new tagline uh-huh. let's go uh, it's also <laughs> just we should have a it, it's a t-shirt and the words are being like consumed like a big old tongue is licking around the end of it and there's big one big old teeth on top just chomping down on it like a snake mouth mm-hmm, but a human mouth you know, people are fetishizing snake mouths now. Ew, gross. I know. It's really, it, but it's like, it's, I don't know if it's necessary. I don't think it's like a, sca- a scaly kind of thing, but they're essentially, and this is gross, guys. I'm not advocating for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're essentially drawing comparisons of a snake mouth to that of fleshlights. Ew. And yeah, it was very, uh, 
very off-putting. Uh, the the snake from Kung Fu Panda actually, I think, is the uh, the mascot of this new trend. By the way, no, 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 no. This all began with making Voldemort sexy. You don't make villains hot. When was Voldemort sexy? When when he's in the ew, like he's a sickly sexy, but that kind of makes me want to nurse him back to health, you know, I really get I in there. Think, we're not in the, Are we doing hospice play now? We're trying yeah. to fix them? No, James. Voldemort's not sexy, okay? People love a fix me up, okay? <laughs> it's far from okay. Wizard Hitler is a fix me up. Okay, well, I'm just saying physically. That needs fixing his other stuff. That's beyond repair. <laughs> that's, okay, we're not trying to we're not trying to fix his socioeconomic standpoints. We're just yeah. physically, which I still agree with. I, I I don't I don't I don't get it. You want to know what I I took the Hippocratic oath as a doctor. Okay. So when I see this right. sick man, I got to go in there and at least I'm a doctor of love, but that still makes me a have to of love. I took the oath. So when I see someone in need, I have to dive in and help him out. <laughs> and that means by wooing him and taking him out to a five-star diner, mm-hmm. uh, letting him maybe, maybe like, Double up for like a massage date, you know, really work out uh, the stress of your days. Yeah. You know, lend him an ear about, you know, the uh, what's plaguing him. Uh, you know, he didn't murder child uh, quite as effectively as he wanted to. His nose seems to be gone. He has a kind of a half-baked plan for immortality when already he lives a very, very, very long time and ended up making himself look like he's in need of hospice care. For the sake of living a little bit longer. Even just him needing a chiropractor because, you know, he's in little dungeons hunched over. Let's make sure he has tall ceilings in these underground bunkers, guys. That's going to be my first fix. I'm going to make him a bunker that he can crawl, slither into. Remember, that's why we're on this subject. And then, you know, I'll probably fuck his mouth. Somehow we have not only circled back to Snake War with Voldemort, but also World War II again with the underground bunkers. Because I will say, Chamber of Secrets, when that big old snake tries to eat Harry Potter, I'm like, oh, baby, I wish that were me. (laughs) You figure out which one I'm talking about. Shit. Who do I wish I, I were in that hope. <laughs> I hope you're the one getting eaten. Otherwise, this is this is borderline. No, no. I want to eat Harry Potter, guys. That kid <laughs> looks delicious in a substance and nutritionist way. In a purely cannibalistic way. No, you want to know? I want to heal him, too, just like Voldemort. He's clearly sickly. His his brother or cousin is getting all the nutrients, not because I'm, I'm not saying he's fat. What I'm saying is he has shitty guardians who are like, here, you eat all the food, Harry, take the scraps. Um, also God. hunched over, living. I want taller staircases. <laughs> it, like I want it practically a rock climbing wall. That's like it's like a eighty-seven degree stair incline. So that any future abused child will at least have a more spacious environment to mm-hmm. be crammed in by their neglectful 
aunt and uncle. Because then, hey, oh, I live underneath the stairs. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. But if you said, wow, I have this spacious loft underneath some stairs, that all of a sudden is on uh, uh, buy this house. What's the uh, what's the Zillow? No, what's the HGTV type show? Uh, oh, God, I don't know. House Flipper? House Property Hunters. Brothers. Oh, that's the one, yeah. Lil' Corey, speaking on that, the Property Brothers, did you know their full names are Property Property and Luigi Property? I did not know that. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing a lot. Oh, shoot. We're doing a lot of, like, Nintendo... Uh, Star Wars, Harry, pop culture humor today because that's what the show we're discussing does, Lil Corey. It kind of does that, yeah. It only does that for the most part. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons, you gotta, oh wait, you haven't like gotten further in, but maybe actually, Lil Corey, you might not know the things they're referencing. I know Harry and the Hendersons purely because uh, when I was very young, my best friend at the time's mother had it on. And I was like, what is that terrifying creature uh-huh. on the screen? And she was like, that's Harry. And I was like, I hate him. And then I left the room. That's all I know about Harry and the Hendersons. The giant scary thing in that movie? No, that's Mr. Henderson. John <laughs> I, Lithgow. Can I can I make a guess? Because I actually haven't seen Harry and the Hendersons then. Just based off of that context clue, I'm guessing that the dad, somehow they stumble upon a Sasquatch or whatever. Maybe their kids affectionately call the Sasquatch Harry because he's got a, bunch of, a lot of fur. Yeah. The dad hates Harry. Um, uh, rising action, falling action later. Uh, the dad comes to accept Harry. Harry shows love for the family but harry probably is like oh i i belong in the forest and leaps yes more so hey the fbi is going to capture him and that it truly is i know what you did last summer but if instead of leaving the scene they helped the individual out but that individual is a bigfoot okay so they hit they hit harry and maybe they might not hit nurse Harry. Him back to health. I just something happens and they have to hang out with him or maybe he's like, oh, I want this food. And they're like, oh, Harry's a Henderson now. There's also a very I think it went on for like four seasons, a TV series based on it with a very elaborate animatronic, like worn suit. Someone it was very good. Wow. Wow, I wouldn't have expected that to get like a a, a TV spinoff. Mm-hmm. You know what? I am surprised got a TV spinoff. What the caveman from the caveman commercials of like I think what was it? Progression, Geico. progressive or Geico? Geico. Yeah. And guess what? I watched it and I loved it. It was good. Was it really good? <laughs> yeah. The only reason it failed is because people were so cynical about it, thinking, "Oh, this got a TV show." Uh. But it was funny. Nick Kroll was the star of it. Wow, Nick Kroll, awesome. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I was totally one of those people. I was like, what uh-huh. the fuck? <laughs> you were also a child. I was a child, but that's when my cynicism was really starting to come in. I feel like that was the first thing I was cynical about, actually. The very first thing I was cynical about. Usually people are like, I was like a fun-loving child. Oh, I loved to go out and be adventurous. You're like... I was a cynical, I was a cynic before it was cool and I was a baby. Bro, listen, (laughs) as a baby, I basically was already a proto-hipster. Let's be honest. I was against the grain, against the form, 
of whatever you needed to be as a child. Kids were outside playing Save the Princess. I was inside doing taxes, getting depression early on, really getting uh, getting deep down into my favorite coffee roast. And it's Blue Mountain Bean. You're so against the grain, you shaved your pubes going the opposite direction. And actually, I'm so against the grain, I used ha- uh, facial hair growth on my pubes. Whoa. I have a full beard down there, man. I'm so against the grain, uh, I just didn't shave my pubes. I'm kidding. I shaved everything as a child. I was too scared to shave, <laughs> actually, as a kid. I was one of those kids where if a bee stung him, uh, he was unconsolable for at least an hour. I, I had to have a whole meltdown about it. My grandma figured out a trick of putting like an onion on the uh, bee sting and then just giving me a brownie and it would shut me up. So that worked. Thanks, grandma. Were you unconsolable because it hurt or because you're like, well, there goes my day. <laughs> Definitely the latter. I was like, great. <laughs> my whole day is this bee sting now. I'm actually very terrified of bees. Same. Yeah, I, it is a problem. <laughs> I've told this story before, but I was in swim team, and in the summertime, oh, we would have to go so early in the morning, and I hated it. But one morning, we were out in the yard probably doing yard work beforehand, and then there was a beehive underneath our deck, And we like someone stepped on it and they just swarmed us. And I got a bee sting right on my eye. Like I could see the bee sting into me. Fuck. But what Uh, was so bad about it, it's insane that I wasn't allowed or that I was forced to still go to swim practice. Maybe they were like, well, James is always trying to get out of swim practice. But it was right where my goggles would be like suction cupped and it hurt so bad. Dude, yeah, fucking bee stings, those those fucking things, like, hurt for the rest of the day, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's why I haven't been stung in probably over a decade, thank God, knock on wood. I won't do it because recording reasons, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit, that, I, I still can't, I, I am deathly afraid to ever get stung again. I'm, I'm sure I'm overthinking it because you know as a kid everything hurts just a little bit more Mm -hmm. so i'm sure it's not even that bad but like i refuse to ever let it happen again i have grown up in immunity now because for a short period of time i was going out in the woods with a like the biggest key i could find and just knocking down hives and hope like winnie the pooh would appear and let me lock the key to his realm (laughs) is that a fucking kingdom hearts reference yeah what right. else could a key, a big old key in locking a realm with Winnie the Pooh? I totally didn't even understand. It didn't click for me until you said locking the realm. I was like, what kind of fucking key did he have? He had like a key to the city kind of shit and just thwacking it around? Yeah, of course, man. Uh, Muskegon loves me, yet I hate them so much. <laughs> this... <laughs> Never meet your idols, M- Muskegon. I'm their idol, baby. <laughs> what is you knocked down beehives in Kingdom Hearts and Thousand Acres, right? I don't remember much from Kingdom Hearts One, a Thousand Acres. I do know that there's a kind of like a mini game segment where you are like hitting 
beehives are being carried by wind in Kingdom Hearts 2. There we go. See, I was on the right track, bitch. But let's get back on track of this episode, Lil Cory. Today we are discussing my Christmas tradition. Every single year since I was maybe 13 or 14 in a pre-divorced, but hey, it's going to happen home. Yikes. I remember we all got together. My brother and sister at this time were going down the path of drug addiction and just being wild teenagers. So there was tension in the home. It also, with my parents, clearly about to, in hindsight, hey, they're on the path to divorce. So, on the path to family court. So, awesome. Everyone was cordial during opening gifts. And once the last gift was open and thanks were given, everyone dispersed. And I said, okay, well, what can I do? So, I went on the computer and went on Newgrounds. And I was like, you want to know what? There's that Christmas episode of College University. I'll watch that. I watched it. It's only maybe nine minutes tops. So what I did after that, I said, I'm going to watch all of them. So ever since then, I've been watching College University by Lowbrow Studios. Mike Parker, Andy Parker, all these people came together, started this show, Lil Corey, The first episode I got notes, but posted early 2001. That's like this came out before the towers fell. Yes. And you watched it on YouTube and I wish you had come over. And I do hope on their new YouTube channel, which I thought they did. I hope they because with Flash, Flash animation is how this was done. And I have more information on like just new grounds in general. But Flash is cool because it's all vector is what I've been told. So you can as long as you as long as the version of Flash animation or whatever, whatever it is now, as long as it has the resolution you're looking for, you can scale these animations up. I hope someday they do a 1080p release of this, much like Blockhead did a couple years back, because the version I had, the version I watch every single year since late high school, is the DVD version. I own both seasons on DVD, and they look beautiful. They sound beautiful. Ooh, baby. I wish you had come over and seen this. What? What's your first thoughts? Well, first of all, this has DVD versions. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I didn't. I would not. I thought this was almost exclusively a web series. That further boggles my mind because I sometimes I felt like that they were supposed to be saying a joke, but like it didn't like the punchline didn't ever come. What? Um, We'll get into it. uh, Yeah. So here's the thing. I think I missed the boat on this. I think Mm -hmm. if I was younger, I would have loved this a lot because it is kind of in the same vein because I fucking I used to level Newgrounds uh, for sure. Like Hyperboy, Girl Chan, all that kind of stuff. Ed's World. uh, I loved all of it. And even even those like Hyperboy and uh, Ed's World, I've rewatched recently and Internet humor at the time just was not quite there yet. I feel like. I love so much of this, and I will say, introduced it to Nicole, you know, 10 years ago as my tradition, and she thinks it slaps, baby. No, I feel, so there were, uh, let me me clarify, there were some times where it got a genuine laugh out of me. 
uh, specifically in the earlier, I think it's either episode one or two, um, when he just, I think it's like his dad takes him to like a nature retreat or something where he's like, yeah. And then the bear just like runs out (laughs) and just starts kicking his shit in. That was hilarious. I I thought uh, that was pretty funny. And the same thing, they use probably the same animation they just like ported it to a different model that happens to uh, parks with macho man randy savage the same yeah. exact punch motion <laughs> and then also not parks who's the other guy uh brown haired guy mike same animation i believe with mike when he uh beats up the uh the what the child prodigy oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of episode seven mr push pop yeah mr push pop <laughs> i will also say th- we could truly only do season one because, little Corey, this is my notes, and this Jesus is notes. It's a wall of text, guys. That's not even all the episodes. We then have the bottom of that is episode six, and then episode seven is on a separate page a little bit because I, I just – there's so many quotes in this that live in my life. Like, whenever <laughs> we see Kermit, you better believe we're going to say, he doesn't know any better. He's Kermit. He's Pez. <laughs> I think I actually remember you saying that line to me at one point in Absolutely. our life. Yeah. He's Pez. <laughs> I remember being equally confused um, when uh, when you said that. Like, if we see, like, a Rick and Morty thing, Nicole will point at him and be like, it's Morty. He's Pez. No, yeah. Which, that is actually, that's another one of the jokes that actually genuinely made me laugh. Who let the frogs out? Who? okay so let me get into some more notes newgrounds by you for you created in 1995 newgrounds is a website of user generated content from music animation video games and porn so much cartoon porn i don't know if it's i was all over it i was all over it back in the day of course it was one of the greatest things because it wasn't an adult website but you could go there and your parents would be like oh they're on newgrounds but they didn't know it had porn baby that's the same thing another little gem com.com also uh it was a it was a video game site that also just had adult games on there it Hell was just yeah. never marketed as an adult game site yeah yeah but today it's known for the browser-based rhythm game Friday Night Funkin. And back in the day, it hosted smash hits like Pico, the run-and-gun game Alien Hominoid, and surrealist web cartoon Salad Fingers. It launched the careers of Game Grump's Ego Raptor. However you feel about him, he did start there just screaming the N-word a bunch. Yeah. Max Gillardi, a.k.a. Hot Diggity Demon with Wacky Game Jokes for Kids, who is now on YouTube with the fantastic series Brain Dump. Please watch it. Corey, have you seen that? I have not seen Brain Dump. It's so fucking good. Like, you have to watch... It's so good. It's like a film analyst, but it's animated beautifully, but also is meta and generally doesn't actually get into the actual film. It's fucking good. Watch it. It's so funny. The newest one on fascism and what is it is 
so fun because I like forgot the format of the show. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he's getting into fascism and then takes a hard left. And it's the most I've laughed sober in the longest time. <laughs> All right, bet. I'll, I'll get on it probably after this. Actually, I got some free time. Hell yeah. It also uh, is known for or launched the career of Madness Project Nexus's The Swain, who started with his iconic series Blockhead, which we will be doing on the show someday. And just so many more like Tomorrow's Nobodies, the Jank crew who are on Mostly Speak and Sentai, they started on Newgrounds. It's insane. So this also includes today's subject, the man behind College University, Clocksuckers, Player Haters, Sonic for Hire, Kung Fu Carl's Illustrated Adventures, and not to mention animation director on an array of projects like Adam Ruins Everything, Dropouts Cartoon Hell, WWE Projects, and much more. We're talking about Mike Parker, a sweet man who's been a part of my Christmas season and since I was a boy in that pre-divorced house. And this is when I would have started telling the tradition, but hey, that's fine. So here's a, a, a little bit of a rundown of College University's history. The first episode was posted on Newgrounds on March 16th, 2001. When I found that out, because they're still on Newgrounds, so you can go see what it was like when these were posted and then you can go on YouTube, see them a little bit updated, and I hope someday they'll be even more updated. What followed were episodes two through four, which is the Christmas episode, all posted in 2001, which collectively, Lil Corey, in 2001 or the early two aughts, they netted just these four episodes over two million views on Newgrounds. That's incredible. Yeah. Actually. Insane. Wow. And then episodes five through ten were published through 2002 to 2005, which we uh, then saw classic CU shorts. A lot of those come up. The shorts are fucking great. Honestly, Lil Corey, go watch those. I'll show like the the Halloween episodes are so good. They're just maybe three minutes and less. Ooh, baby. Or the flim flam. Oh, God, that was so good. And then the final episode, the episode flim flam. It's like the uh, sham wow, but it's flim flam gets out your stains, kind of. Oh, gotcha. All right. <laughs> the final episode, 11, was posted on June 7th, 2007, while they were making clocksuckers for college humor. I luckily own the DVD, all of this, the two seasons, and are some of my most cherished items. So, with that, I am very sorry for the last two months in a row, Lil Corey, that I'm giving you media that one tangentially and this so directly means the world to me because I need to know now, like, overall, what did you think? Overall, what did I think of college university? I would say... In the time of early Newgrounds, I can definitely see why this was as big as it was with those two million views. Mm -hmm. In the time of early Newgrounds, I, I kind of touched on this before, uh, stuff like this, Hyperboy, all that stuff definitely would have been eaten up by the likes of me. I, I like some of the jokes. Hell yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it seemed, it was just a little bit too disjointed for me, okay. I feel like. When I was like... Let's only do season one just for time's sake. 
season two gets more and more like OAR is in one of the episodes. Also, Lil Corey, you said the man who did Macho Man Randy Savage was doing a flawless impersonation. I would hope so. Because that was Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, that makes sense. And I was like, man, this guy's really good. That's incredible that they got Macho Man on onto uh-huh. the uh, onto the show. I was like, I was like, I, I, you know, I, I didn't stop to look at the credits. I should have. I was like, man, I hope James <laughs> knows who did that impression because that was brought on. No, it's it was just truly Macho it was the Man. man. So the myth, the legend himself. Normally, we we pull reviews from Letterbox, but today we're pulling them from Newgrounds, specifically from when these were released, from 2001 to 2007. I think is when all of these were found. And Corey, there were on most of these like 71 pages of reviews. I had to go to page 60 just to start finding four-star reviews. So there's like six or 58 pages of five-star reviews, and then from there, you start getting into four and maybe only a page and a half of one-star reviews for this. Did you have a a few of the one-stars? I'm interested to see what they say. I'm mainly taking one-stars, and this is early 2000s, so there there were, and I don't think I took any of these reviews, but a lot of R words being thrown around in both good and bad ways of saying it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's early new grounds for you, I guess. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So let's get going with a five-star review from 2007 by the user I Won't Tell on episode three saying saved. I was about to stop watching this series. Not that it wasn't good. I just wasn't really enjoying this type of flash. But Gorp and Kung Fu Carl brought it back to awesome on the awesome meter. That's high. Uh, Kung Fu Carl is an exceptional character. I enjoy him. You should check out the illustrated adventures kung fu carl they're just like animatic type animation so you'll see a picture on there then maybe 10 seconds later to keep the story going a new picture they are so out there absurdist type humor i think you'll really enjoy those because those were put out in maybe like 2009 ish if it's anything like his first occurrence mm-hmm. in this sh- series where he's just jumping around asking nonsensical uh, questions. It's even more uh, batshit. It's even more th- than, yeah, I would mm-hmm. probably actually like that. Hell yeah. So this is a three-star review from J2003 from 2005, also episode three, saying, Gorp saves the day. Oh my goodness, I was just about to dump this series and then bang, all the issues that needed to be addressed were tackled all in one episode. CU is actually beginning to identify itself. Let's lengthen up the programs as well. I want to see more Gorp. Gorp's the alien, right? Yes, Gorp is the alien. Yeah, Gorp's good too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gorp dog in the house! (laughs) Next we have on episode three... I'm guessing this is a one-star review from Kabujo 2001. Shit sucks. Guess it's all right if you like this kind of dumbass humor. In the meantime, Rainbow Six Rogue Spear and Nine Inch Nails awaits me. Ta! Wow. <laughs> the way to... Uh... <laughs> 
really paint a picture of himself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Our next review is a one-star written on my 10th birthday, so September 30th, 2001. This is written by user Optimus Prime, simply stating... More Transformers. I better see more Transformers in this in the future. Parks should have lots of dreams with Optimus. This is my favorite part in all the episodes. Well, eventually more Transformers did happen. So maybe maybe your review got to them, man. Hell yeah, dude. Next is two and a half stars for I Like to Watch from 2001, episode four. Friggin' heck, man. This series started out so good, but now it's gone to crap. That stupid Gorp alien? What the fuck <laughs> is that? The way he talks in the sound of his voice is just annoying. Get rid of him, all caps, four exclamation points. For your own sake, not mine. Again, all capitalized, four exclamation points. Actually, that one's just three. That guy uh, had the inverse opinion of me. I thought this show eventually got better as it went on. Yeah. And finally, two stars, and I chose this just for the cultural significance. This is from Animorph Alive, episode three, September 16th, 2001. Oh, they, America still healing and feeling that pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. They say, hmm, it's okay. Well, it was almost two megabytes. Usually when I spend the time to watch a two meg video, I expect two megs of funny or two megs of blood and guts preferred. But this one, nah, it was okay. I'd skip right to episode two. Wow. Two dated, megs. Really dated, dated. I was about to say, really dated with that two megabyte comment. Yeah, that's why I chose it. Also, Flash was known for being pretty small file sizes anyway. But yeah, I'm like, two megs? That's what your issue is? That is literally less of a second of download speed right uh, at this point, uh, yeah. point in time right now. Yeah, yeah. At the time of this recording. Which is the day this is going up. <laughs> okay let's go in episode by episode first episode I, what was the first episode for you is this them driving to college okay so yeah because it, it was weird because i originally searched college university before i went to the playlist you gave me and mm -hmm. i got different episode ones with that yes so here's why in the original telling episode one was them at their graduation right but then once it like went further in, and I feel like it was for the DVD, they repackaged it for the first episode is, hey, we're in college. You're not waiting for us to go to college. Episode one is them traveling, hitting Bigfoot, whatever. And then the second episode is new animation around the original episode one, which was their college graduation, which I prefer that one so much more. Yeah, I so yeah, I, I've seen both, definitely. So I think I canonized the first episode being uh, whichever one came up first in your uh, playlist that you sent okay, me. Okay, hell yeah, which I think is them heading to college. Right off the bat, they're like, yeah, let's go, we're so excited. They hit Bigfoot. They, they hit Bigfoot, much like uh, Harry and the Hendersons. 
Possibly. Also, I know what you did last summer, which was, oh, you watched that movie? Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt's pretty hot. Yeah, I, I would, uh, that being said, I wouldn't go around admitting you've seen it. I don't know if I agree with that sentiment. I thought it was a pretty all right movie. Same. This was at the time when slasher movies were so on the out, especially after Scream had revitalized it. And I know what you did last summer was just riding the Scream wave. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Especially since Scream was technically a parody of the sl- slasher genre. Satire, I would say. Yeah, a dissection, yeah. an homage. That being said, Ghostface is my favorite slasher. Yeah, he's super cool. Yeah, he's awesome. And then this is my one of my favorite jokes is... They're pissed off at each other, and then you see them driving, then it goes, and Mike is sleeping in the passenger seat, and then it pans over to Parks, who, in the driver's seat, is also sleeping. It veers off, they crash, (laughs) and then they're sitting, it cuts to them just sitting angry in the car together, and Parks goes, you are sleeping too, and then Mike goes... Yeah, I I wasn't the one driving after just hitting Bigfoot. That actually was a good joke too. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a lot there. Uh, okay, let me. Uh, I, as we're go- going through it again, I, I, my opinions uh, slowly changing in the positive for this yes. series. Good, bitch. <laughs> oh my god, James, relax. <laughs> uh, then. They're like, I hate you. I hate you, too. As they're going into the city and we see a sign that says college university, one mile, city dump, 0.9 miles. <laughs> I feel like ugh, that. I, look at me being like the joke would have been funnier if uh, the city dump was also the equal mile distance away. No, because then then you're on top of this is implying like, oh, you are go, you are right next to it. You'll be in the waft of it all the time opposed to then you would have to write in all the time instead of this being a throwaway joke that they're always on trash. I, I mean, I, I felt in my opinion, the joke being that the college university or college university is, you know, a, a bottom tier school oh yeah but that's it this is just implying like a dump is nearby instead of it being the dump fine james fine whatever you say bitch jesus (laughs) (laughs) but when they walk in mike goes huh Kind of smells like cat pee in here. And Parks goes, oh, no, that my cat peed on your luggage before we came. And he goes, oh, thank God. Thought it was the room. Honestly, low key. I get it. I I would also. Mm-hmm. Th- that is that's a good thing to hear. It's just your clothes that s- smell like shit. Yeah. You're not going to be living in it forever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, you just clean your suitcase or just throw your suitcase away. Yeah. I would have just thrown it away. <laughs> oh, no. You go, you dunk it in someone's, uh, like, you you go to Burger King and you wash it out underneath one of the fountain machines. Has someone come into your Burger King before, James, uh, to wash their luggage in your fountain machines? Oh, a fanny pack. That's kind of luggage. That's, yeah, yeah. Someone just stepped back there and was like, excuse me, I need this for a second. Well, no, they were screaming furiously because they're like, my fanny pack, it got grass stains on it. So they were just putting the, uh, not cream soda, what's the, just a seltzer water, what do you call that? 
Oh, I think it's seltzer water or sparkling water. Yeah, but it's like a type of soda. It's blank soda. Oh, uh, fuck. Beats me, man. I don't know. Okay. Beet ginger soda. Ale? No, it's not ginger ale. That's Verner's. Or Barks. No, wait. Barks wait, is no, a No, you're thinking Canada Dry. Canada Dry. That's what I'm thinking of. Or Schweppes. God, I would shoot someone right now for a Verner's. Jeez, settle down, Mr. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> oh, is it because your tummy hurts? No, I mean, my tummy does hurt a little bit, but I just really like Verner's. Mm-hmm. Club soda, that's what I was thinking. Oh, you're right. Club soda. Yay, yay. So what's followed is someone, I think it's Big Jim, comes and says, hey, you guys freshmen? Yeah. Hey, guys, we got a bunch of freshmen. And they all, uh, four people show up and they're like, are you going to do something to us? And they're like, oh, no, we're, we just wanted to say hi. And they introduce themselves, and this is a joke that I love. However, Nicole implements it in real life, which makes learning people's names so fucking hard. They say, like, oh, my name's Big Jim, Kevin, Andy, Steve. Let's just say that's what it is. And then Parks goes, okay, let me see if I got this. Alex, Pete, Barbara, Pete. And Nicole (laughs) does that, like— Word for word, if we're at Jose's birthday party and Joe's birthday party just a month ago, she did that to a group of four people. I'm like, Nicole, you I'm trying to actually learn their names. (laughs) It's a funny joke, Nicole. Keep doing it. Yeah. And then (laughs) when they go to classes, Big Jim says like, oh, our classes, this and that. And they're like, oh, well, this happened. What about you? And he's like, oh, no classes for me today. And they're like, wait, you didn't have classes? And he says, oh, no, I had them scheduled. I just didn't go. (laughs) I feel like uh, I would have fallen into that trap a lot if I uh, Mm -hmm. went on to a dorm life. I did have written down, do you miss not having the classic college experience? (laughs) I mean, when I had college, it was at the same time I had high school. Mm -hmm. And I got to say... You know, maybe it would have been a different experience if I was doing it outside of high school. But the college experience I had with some of the professors kind of just made me be, uh, feel like, man, I college is not for me. It was at Delta College and there was like this college professor uh, that just had such an air of pretentiousness about her. She was the one where if you are absent for any reason on the day of a test, then you fail her class. Boo. Yeah, and um, I was hospitalized mm-hmm. on a day of her test, and when I came back in, I had the whole spiel experience of, oh, you shouldn't be here, you you failed, you dropped out of my class because you missed a test, and I was like, no, you see, I was uh, my life was potentially threatened, and I was in the hospital, and she was like, that sucks, well, that was in the syllabus, so you failed, and I was like, you suck, I want to I wanna finish my uh, courses, please, just let me take the test. Yeah. We had this actually huge back and forth fight. I told my principal who was fielding the uh, early college program Mm -hmm. about it. And I said, yeah, so I guess I just like have to take another class uh, like that next year or something. And just, you know, be behind someone because I was in the hospital. And he talked about it with a professor. And the professor was like, look, if you apologize to me in front of the class, then I will let you back in. And I was like, no. And then I just didn't go back. Yeah. (laughs) I would have said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go in there and say, this lady's a fucking bitch. Yeah, I should have done that. I should have. Ugh. 
I still hate ah that is, still makes me angry. So yeah, I just decided that you know college probably was not the place that I needed to be. Or just say, hey, class, just so everyone knows, I feel sorry for the teacher who has no control in her outside of work life that she feels that it is the the only way to have any control is to do this to children. Right. To uh, essentially force kids who are still like like we're, we're teenagers still, mm-hmm. still teenagers to accommodate around your out of work life to be that if you can't grade all the tests at once, uh, then that person doesn't belong in your class because that is uh, a detriment to you personally. Yeah. And anyone who runs their classes like that, I hope you step on a Lego and your mom's out. Yeah, and also the Lego has a razor blade in it coated with anthrax. (laughs) And not the drug. I hope it's coated with that dude's beard from anthrax. Ew, you got beard foot, dude? Uh Uh-huh. Gross. (laughs) So this first episode ends with Bigfoot showing up and they think they're going to eat him or he's going to eat them, but he shows the underwear and they're like, oh, that's my underwear. We're friends now. And then they say, let's party. And then boom, 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 boom. They have a little tiny dancing montage. It's like 10 seconds. Which another episode ends with that again. Another like dance montage. But we'll get into that later. Now we're on to (laughs) episode two. This is the flashback. It's polished up and repackaged from the original first episode. And it's them sitting in the dorm room recollecting on graduation day yeah one of them falls off the stage during his acceptance uh the other one laughs at him for it and then when he goes up on stage his robe gets caught on the podium and he's pure naked under his robe yeah like, he just went commando in his graduation robe yeah yeah crazy man <laughs> some of the stuff i really liked from this was mike telling parks like hey you old douchebag it just that The forest ranger, the tour guide is in this episode getting punched by the bear. So funny. The constant parks thinking like, oh, remember when you did that, Mike? And it's like, no, no. Have you looked in a mirror? Do you know what you look like? (laughs) This was was all you, not me. Did you walk in high school? Did I walk in high school? Uh, For graduation, I should say. Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) Yeah, of course I walked. I had two legs. They were working. (laughs) I was like, I was saying, did I walk to school? Does he mean? I was like, yeah, no, yeah, totally walked. When I graduated, all I could think of was this episode. And I so badly wanted to buy a novelty watch that just kept spinning and wear that while I walked. That would have, you would have been the funniest person in class for sure, for sure. But I, I, I don't know if uh, the walking ceremony was like super I, like hyper overseen uh, for you as it was for me. But like there was a some of our kid, uh, kids in our school like straight up weren't allowed to walk with their class if they had like a certain infraction. Oh, no. Ours was the was, same. Like, right up before it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's just weird. That's wild to me. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, like, come on, give kids a break. I badly didn't want to walk. I was like, this is pointless. I could be working right now. That's true. I, I kind of felt uh, felt that at the, at the beginning of mine as well. Thankfully, they like rushed through it pretty quickly, so mm-hmm. we all got through it. Yeah, walking's weird. In this episode, 
the principal of the high school says, hey, we didn't have the budget to alphabetize the diplomas, so we're just going to be pulling them at random. They say a name, and then Parks goes, oh, we're going to be here forever. He looks at his watch, and it's just like going very fast to imply like a bunch of time has passed. Then we hear, oh, it's Parks. Get up here. And he goes, oh, finally. And Mike goes, you're the second one called. You have to stop wearing that novelty watch. <laughs> it's a great it's a joke. Goodie. It's a good joke. I was also afraid when you throw up your cap that it will land directly in your eye because that's what happens. Part of me always thought that like when you threw up your cap, you had to go get the cap, like the one you just, uh, you had to make sure it was your cap that you grabbed. Mm-hmm. So it was very stressful for me. <laughs> And then it ends with them back in the dorm room saying, oh, yeah, this was good. And then Mike goes, wait, what? And then we see the bear from the tour guide. Uh, hey, little Corey. Yeah. Your headphones might be a little too loud. Oh, no, no. Unless on, there's me... there's someone. Ah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear myself in your headphones. Give me one second. But it ends with like them. It, it's. Parks goes, oh, we made up. It's all good. Hey, you want to see these pictures of Mike falling and beefing it hard at our graduation? And they start laughing at the pictures. And then the bear just gets angry, gets him in another headlock and just starts beating the shit out of Parks. It was real good. I think Parks gets the shit kicked out of him the most so far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We don't, I was going to ask you, like, tell me a weird dream you had, because that's how episode three starts out with, but I don't think we have time for that, unless you got a quick one. There was uh, one time I had a dream that I was being chased by hillbillies, and they chased me into an art museum, and I had to pee on the paintings to get out. Damn, dude, that's pretty cool. It's like Mario 64. Heck yeah. Just, he's constantly urinating on those classical arts in the uh, Toadstool Kingdom castle. It's a, it's a protest against capitalism. Hell yeah, dude. Like Banksy <laughs> did when it shredded his painting and then it just became even more worth money, you know? I, do, I, I don't know what that's referencing. Okay, so Banksy sold a photography. He sold a portrait. It went up on auction. And as soon as someone purchased it and the money was transferred... What they didn't see in the frame of it, I think it was like a shadow box thing. What happened is a photo shredder turned on and shredded the painting. Oh. Thinking like, yeah, that's what you guys get for spending so much money. Like that's the art isn't worth that much. It should be there for all to see. But right. it backfired and it just became worth more like that than it was as a normal painting. Capitalism's crazy. I can't believe they're tricky like that. Mm-hmm. People are dumb. Do you think you would wake up better if a monkey were to poke you in the eye? No, I would I'd be very confused and slightly terrified. Would you go, huh? What? Harlem World? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think the words Harlem World have ever occurred in a thought process for me before. <laughs> before this series. I've all, I'm always, if I wake up, I'll go... If Nicole wakes me up, I'll go, huh? What? Harlem World? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's good. This is also something Nicole and I say a lot. 
Mike is going to get books at the bookstore and Parks goes, oh, can you pick me up a beer? And then, oh, no, it's like, hey, I'm going out to get and he goes beer. And he's like, no, brew dogs. No, I'm going to get brew dogs. And he's like, fine. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And then he goes, all right, would you pick me up a sixer? <laughs> what is a brew dog? It's just a new way of saying brew dog. What's a brew dog? A cool way of saying beer. I thought it was like a hot dog, but like bathed in like Guinness or something. No, it probably is. But say brew dogs, you'll look cool. Hell yeah, dude. We're then at the bookstore, the college bookstore, and we're introduced to the mascot, Punchy, who is a kangaroo with a mascot kangaroo head on. He takes it out and he is next to a sign that says, free pouch rides, $5. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's real good. And then- That's a deal. You uh have to take advantage of that. But, oh man, you will get your shit wrecked with Punchy. He's- Named that for a reason. Yeah, he does not like people. We're then going to Kung Fu Carl's uh, Cafe of Wacky Tabacky. It's a smoke shop that you can get coffee at. And we find out that Kung Fu Carl is the Kung Fu Carl from Death Ninja 5, which is the type of movies ya boy loves. Just like action for action's sake movies? Yeah, and so stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> This is at the point where Park sees Gorp and is like, he's an alien, man. And he's like, no, I think he's from Utah, one of them morons. And he goes, no, that's Mormons you're thinking of. But he's green. He's freaking green, dude. I feel like aliens could get away with it. Oh, yeah. Also, he's like, he was flying. (laughs) Uh, At the bookstore, they're waiting in line. And he's like, why? I... What will I ever need these subjects for? Useless math, this, introduction to monkey physics, what the hell? And this is something Nicole and I quote a lot. It goes to, oh, I forgot to mention, this is the only college in the United States that will allow entrance to both humans and monkeys. So... One of the monkeys is a professor, and we go down to him, and he says, Hmm, what a shame. These students will never understand the significance of monkey physics. Hmm. He looks at his pipe, and he says, I'm going to eat my pipe now. And then runs away. I'm going to eat my pipe now. Uh, James, it's a primate, because they also have lemurs there. Check up. (laughs) Okay. Ever regret not the college classic experience? I already asked that. If walls bled, I'd be stoned 24-7 too, even if it was really happening, Corey, just like Kung Fu Carl. Fucking same, dude. If I, I would need to cope for sure, and nothing copes better than a good amount of kush. Am I right? Up top, dog. Uh-huh. Blaze it, bitch. Little Corey, <laughs> they get a bag of penguin jerky. If you were to eat a meat jerky, what do you think would be a good meat to jerky that you've never, like an exotic meat to you? An exotic meat to jerky. Uh, I would say probably something that you would find in a safari. Rhino. So maybe like, oh, you know what? You know what might be good jerky? Oh my God, I can't think of it. If it's named like wildebeest. Wildebeest might be good. Or gazelle. No, I want gazelle jerky for sure. For sure, for sure. I want Giselle jerky. Who? Just someone named Giselle. (laughs) 
you gotta get out of here, Giselle. This was a warning. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, probably bear jerky. Bear jerky would be good. Like a uh, polar bear jerky. Well, that's just cruel and unusual, Lil Corey. It would never hold up in the Supreme Court. <laughs> I don't. Why? Why everything else and not the polar bears? Because because the they're endangered. Bear, yeah. Okay, I guess. Oh man, I'd like to cut up Yogi Bear and jerky his ass, dude. <laughs> Yogi jerky would probably sell for so much. Let's be honest. Talking mm-hmm. bear jerky. Oh yeah. But PETA would come after us. Actually, I don't think PETA has any jurisdiction with talking animals. Uh, well, actually, they do. Oh, parrots? They're going after God of War right now because uh, one of the gods, Radasker, is a talking squirrel, and I think he kicked the shit out of him. Oh. They need a, they need to find a better mission statement. They gotta find a better mission statement. Just be more <laughs> succinct. Don't just... It's a god. It's not. That's also not an animal. It's a god. Yeah, he's an omniscient being who just happens to look like a squirrel. <laughs> then people should be like, "Oh, boss, baby shouldn't be allowed. That's against child labor laws here in the United States." No, he can talk. He is able to say, "I want to do this." He's smart enough. Also, like, I don't know if I were to box the boss baby, that's fine. Yeah, but well, I mean, the boss baby's a human then. Those are free game. Well, no, I'm saying child labor laws. He's a child. No, 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 no. Or uh, you want to know what? I'd be able to DDT Jack from uh, the movie Jack, Robin Williams, because he looks like an old man. Actually, be easier. He has real brittle bones. I've never seen that movie, James. Oh, you should check it out. It's real sad. Oh, I don't want to. (laughs) Do it, man. Make me. It's also kind of creepy in retrospect, like an uh, like yeah, technically a child, but looks like Robin Williams as a thirty-five-year-old man is like I'm a student trying to play it as a real thing. It's not like in Billy Madison, where it's like, oh, this is a dumbass being a dumbass. I always thought that uh, the concept like that was creepy uh, with Benjamin Button as mm-hmm. well. Just that whole scene where he's like a eighty year old hiding under a table at night with like a six year six year old. I'm I'm cool with that because at least he's tiny. I think he's like full grown at that point. No 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 he's st- he's like a small man. But what doesn't make sense is if he's a small man, when he grows old, he reverts into a baby and then sperm. I think. Do you think that he legit just at one point at Benjamin Button's life, he does return to a single cell organism? Yeah, because he's di- he disappears. Right? Yeah. He does? I never actually watched Benjamin Button. I just know the plot. Nicole and I watched it early on in our relationship. So he just like, he's just poof, gone. Yeah, he, he just like, I think he passes away as a baby and then he's no, like he just disappears. He's just a little spermy in a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Gross. God. It'd be so so inexpensive. I mean, the funeral industry will probably still call, charge you $100 for sperm coffin. Yeah, I mean, baby, they sell baby coffins. That's crazy, right? Yeah. This is crazy that, that there is a market. Also, uh, go downtown and $100 will also get you some sperm coffin. <laughs> sperm coffin's my new band name. Dude, that's actually a real good name. That's like a good one, right? Yeah. I'm coughing up some sperm. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy the bong water sipping on it. 
That made me gag a little bit. Uh, yeah, of course. After getting the job, Big Jim comes out. I think it's Big Jim and says, hey, Parks, uh, you might not want to be drinking from that. OK. And he's like, why? And he's like, oh, it's it's a pipe, you know, for smoking weed. And then he goes, OK, and then drinks more of it, which is this <laughs> is why I believe I had to ask my dad, hey, what's a bong? Did he tell you? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, or no, no. A, a roach clip in a later episode. That's what I had to ask my father. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Gorp dog in the house. Platinum Bentleys. Okay. So there is a song I will, if I can, oh, I might not have time. Once I find it, I will insert it somewhere. Only my verse. It is a rare Nicole rap song. She has done two. Early, I can't wait to fucking hear it. Or, but no, I will only display my segment because there's back when I was just like doing nerdcore, there's a right. large segment of just referencing Platinum Bentley's Harlem World, etc. Because of this. Like this. Got a cup of Tony Danza in my mug. So hot, but I'm cool. Snowy panda bowling in a slow pot. Like, oh yeah. Heating up the glove. It's the fish like a fish in a rich dance club. Getting pussy indirectly. I'm renting a hemp leaf stashed in a batch of platinum Bentley's. Harlem World, girl. Grab Mason did it. Think you keep shit, but your face is shitty, bitch. And then that's it for uh, that episode. Now we're on to the Christmas episode. We got to start. We got to start getting through some notes, little core. This let's do it. This is why it's a Christmas tradition. And the hey, I fudge. You know, Santa isn't real because he's like, I got to wait for Santa. I can't go on the ski trip for you. And he screams, Santa is magic. I yeah, that was a good line actually. <laughs> and Nicole and I screamed that. All the time. Also the ho, 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 which <laughs> makes Kung Fu Carl think the drunk dressed up as Santa at his store is the Red Ninja and just like drop kicks him and is such a realistic thud and knocks this man unconscious. But then they become the big fudge and Gorp become the Santa elf replacements, but is Gorp as... Santa and Big Fudge as that dude. What's his name? An elf. The elf. <laughs> Sorry. They're all on a ski trip, which where did I, I guess I didn't have that. They're they're like driving down the street and one of their friends is like, hey, you, do you think we're going to be safe in your car? And Parks goes, man, this is the wagon. Why would you ask that? And he goes, well, because we're spinning out currently, and it's just an overhead view of the car driving down the street, but spinning out. I've spun out before. It's crazy, guys. Don't do it. It sucks. The, the one time I remember, actually two times, there was an off-ramp. It wasn't even really an off-ramp. It was just like to go from Business 31 onto just the normal road Whitehall in Muskegon. And I just like pumped my brakes a little bit and then I just slid it. And thank God no cars were ever around me when I did this. And I just started spinning. I was on my way to Lissus here in Demonic's house to record. And I was like, thank God I had my computer in the car. It would have sucked if I got into a crash. But there was one time with my dad, he was teaching me how to drive. I was like, I don't want to do this. It's the terrible winter. And there was this hill on like Getty Street 
And when you go down it, I was like pumping my, uh, I don't think I knew to like pump the brakes because I didn't have anti-lock brakes in my 89 Buick LeSabre. And I like Mm -hmm. hit it and then I just spin and my dad's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. This is why I told you I didn't want to do this. And then I believe once we were safe, we pulled into a parking lot. He got out and then I went in the passenger seat. I was like, thank God. I never drive in the fucking winter, dude. Fuck that. If I wasn't a nervous driver, I probably, as spinning out, would have said, it's fine, Dad, we're in the wagon. <laughs> we got, we're in the wagon, Dad. I got this. Don't worry. They're on a ski trip, and they the Parks and Big Jim, a.k.a. BJ, they go on the groin shredder. It's just like a dro- like a 90-degree drop they go it's, on, and you see it in... A- What's up? It, you know, yeah, I was laughing at that. It's just like a straight up drop off. Mm-hmm. And you see it in silhouette. Them just drop down going. Ah! Parks goes up and he's like, man, uh, he stands up and says, my groin could be a little bit shredded, but I'm glad we're OK. BJ, where are you? And he says, please get off me. You're standing on me and stop calling me BJ. And they're like, hey, where's the map? I think we're lost. And he says, oh, here it is. And then Big Jim unfolds a piece of paper, and it's just a realistic photo of, like, a sexually opposed, laying on his side, male kangaroo, dick and balls out. And it says, signed Punchy to Parks. And Nicole and I love that photo, and we'll go, (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Punchy. You little furries. No, just he's cool. We're not wanting to sex this boy up. Sure. But Nicole has never seen the original Star Wars. So she only knows the Tauntaun scene because of this. She thinks it's, I mean, she knows it's a Star Wars reference. But in her mind, the only thing that plays is the, and I think that I thought they smelled bad on the outside is from this. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, fe- I feel like uh, between that, uh, I know a, a lot of other people get the same thing from Family Guy, not knowing that it's a parody of the Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of, that movie uh, is boring as hell. Fuck the original trilogy. They're really boring. Oh, I think the first one's really boring. Empire's great and Return is great. But that f- A New Hope is so slow and boring just fast forward see the aunt and uncle burnt to a crisp then fast forward to when they're about to take on the death star i think uh really i only like six okay you loved him and then the Ewoks. you know the final lightsaber fight in five. Oh yeah real good i'm your father no did you believe in santa growing up i did yes hell yeah dude I never did. But I kind of assumed at one point that he wasn't real. And then my mom gave me the talk. He's like, hey, he's not real. And I was like, I knew it. And then I cried. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could pee on Santa as well. Just like that little kid peeing on Gorp Santa. Like if Santa were a sexy lady, would you pee on her? I'm sorry. I was really trying to wrap my head around that. (laughs) Like that's God. I mean, it's uh, obviously a fetish of Oh, let me sit on you and I pee on accident. Whoops. <laughs> Gross. Stop. I'd be into it. As everyone no. knows, I'm into women peeing. <laughs> all right. You can get your golden showers, James. Just not a Santa Claus, all right? No. 
someone dress up as not Mrs. Claus. I want a woman in a beard. And then I uh, actually, I don't like peeing on other people, but I like being like just coated in on. it. <laughs> just sprayed in that mist. I'm glad that we're close enough for you to share that with me, James. <laughs> I'm close enough to share that with anyone. <laughs> There's a very, very funny joke in Mostly Babylon Bible Man that came out today as of recording. Listen to it. And it's involving that that makes Nicole and Robbie laugh so hard. Can't believe Robbie was on Bible Man. You guys got to check that one out. Love Robbie. Love mm-hmm. Bible Man. Bible Man's great. Also, I need to start... So Jose wants to hold the record for most appearances on Mostly Speaking Sentai, but I'm going to start toying with him, make him feel like, oh man, I I need to be on more shows by saying, hey, you might have a couple more than Corey, but Corey's got an infinite more features as a voice actor on Formulaic. Hey, you got to do it. Sneak him into it. That boy that boy and I will always be in competition with one another. And I'll say so do Melzer and so do Sean Marciniak. And those are his biggest rivals when it comes to appearances on Mostly Speaking Sentai. He gonna be pissed. Hell ye. See him do Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen someone do a keg stand? I have not seen someone do a keg stand in like person. I've only seen it done in like movies and videos same i don't think it's real i don't think that's real it's not a real activity that happens just like the female orgasm i only ever see it in movies right exactly or the clitoris i've never seen that okay well i've seen the clitoris you're lying i saw it in a dream once it spoke to me (laughs) and said hey you've seen a female orgasm irl i'm like you're right i just thought it was someone screaming at me <laughs> I got scared. I got scared. I got nervous. I backed away and ran out of the room. I did my shirt like a little turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and then my penis also hid like a little turtle. <laughs> it went right back up in me. So scared. I when I was okay, maybe too much TMI. But when I was a kid, I used to tuck my head into the like foreskin and pretend it was a turtle well i think everyone has done that right everyone's gotta do it right like you just push it all the way into you like you're a dog and then you let go yeah. real quick and it just like springs out <laughs> I imagine one time actually exclaiming it's like a door stopper whatever that meant yeah because it goes boing <laughs> oh whatever that means you know exactly what it means little cory oh. I don't think I meant it that way, though. I don't think I was smart enough as a kid. <laughs> oh, no. Give yourself some credit. Even the dumbest of child knows what a doorstop does. <laughs> but also, that's a universal thing. Everyone has been screamed at by a parent of being told, hey, quit fucking with the doorstop. It's happened to me a few times, and every time I'm so fucking confused because I'm like, then why is it there? Why is it like this? It goes boing. If they didn't want me to play with it, they shouldn't have made it so playable. Mm-hmm. Man, you better believe Beavis and Butthead love a doorstop. Boing. Boing. Uh, we're now on to episode five. I don't remember. Wh- oh, this is the party episode where a, a rager is happening at Mike and Park's house. So... My first note is 
Mike is having to study and he's like, you should be studying too. They're in the library. And Parks goes, exam, huh? Let me see what my Palm Pilot says. And then Mike goes, that's a Game Boy, man. And then he's playing more Harlem World. <laughs> oh, this is like me on San Andreas. That's all I ever did. Hell yeah, dude. Did you ever have a roommate just throw a non-consensual rager? Kind of. Uh, Cody one time brought a bunch of people over to do a bunch of coke in front of me and my friends. Insanity. I know, right? Good thing this is behind a paywall. <laughs> All of a sudden, tomorrow, hey, new Patreon, Cody. He, he'll, he's going to learn today, all right? <laughs> mm -hmm. He's like, whoa, I did that? I guess I was too high on cocaine to remember. <laughs> cocaine is such a weird, it's insane people still do it. I genuinely, okay, we're going to learn something about Corey. I, I did it once in the past. All it did was make my heart rate go up and uh, make my nose hurt and then bleed the next morning. So it's really uh, like the dumbest thing ever, guys. Stop. Don't do it. Yeah. You want to know what you could do and spend a little less money and those same effects will happen? Go boxing. Go boxing. Heart rate goes up, your nose hurts, and it'll be bleeding in the morning. Only people will probably think you're a little cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you could punch out Jake Paul, Logan Paul, yeah. one of the Pauls. It's it's one of them. Paul from Tekken 2. Paul the alien from Paul. Ooh, go give that dude a kiss. Mwah. And then smack him and say, you're no gorp. You're no gorp. This is when we're introduced to the Dean. The Dean's the coolest he does the so this is a there's a lot of reference in in this. It's a reference to Teen Wolf when he bites the beer. The dean does that and they're like, Smalls, he's stealing your thunder. He tries to do it. And they're it goes everywhere. People are pissed and they're like, Why are you here? You're like 40. Ch I've never heard this line, <laughs> but one of them just says as an insult, change your pants. <laughs> what the fuck? What does that even have to do with anything? I don't know. But the dean, who's like a cool man on campus, goes up to Mike and says, you know, Mike, you remind me of myself back when I was younger. Only I was better looking, rich as a bastard, and for the love of it, couldn't stop getting laid. It was <laughs> All right, good. Sigma. Total Sigma male, dude. Uh-huh, whatever that That guy means. probably fucks. I only know what a Smegma male is. Oh, uh, it's like the one above Alpha now. Whoa, there's something above Alf? Yeah. Damn. Alf 2. <laughs> I don't know. I think Alf's a TV series. I don't know where I was going with yeah. that. <laughs> I, have you seen the movie Weird Science? Yes, I have. I don't remember much about it, but oh, well, I do remember it, really liking it as a kid. Well, there's a reference to Weird Science in here of the like, and she need me in my nuts. I, I guess someone got kneed in the nuts during Weird Science. I have to rewatch it. It's been too long. No, they're telling a story, and they're also telling this story, but it's between the monkey and Optimus Prime, so it's just weird. Okay. And also pretty science-y. So that's the weird end of science. episode five. Any notes on that one? Nope. All right, episode six. I think this is possibly one of the best episodes. It is... Them, the ID episode, right? Yeah, the ID and the career placement episode. Yeah, the, oh yeah, the the fucking 
like the history of the school video was mm-hmm. funny. The idea that those were like probably my favorite parts of the the watch uh, watching series. Hell yeah! So they do a career placement test, and I'm like, do the? Did you ever take one? Uh, I did take a career placement test, actually. Maybe I did, and but I, I just don't remember. I got a project manager in game design, and I was like super exa- excited for it. Never did anything with it. Ooh, you a scamp! <laughs> You're like, I'm not gonna conform to your tests. I'm gonna go do security work at a dead end corporate job. It really sucked. <laughs> uh huh. But in this video, this is why I talk like the it's your future and today. Like when we would do uh, voices on that one thing, Undertale. That's I'm pretty oh, yeah. much just doing this voice. <laughs> A uh, fucking 1918 uh, Harper or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she, during this, it's like explaining what the college has to offer. It's very dated. It's from the 50s. However, at the end, it says produced by the makers of Urban Cowboy, which I thought was very funny. But in this here, we have state of the art, this, that. And then finally it goes. And our library has high-speed broadband internet and you love that don't you only commies and nazis hate progress oh and (laughs) and then like looks at the computer this kid is looking at and he's like oh i don't think pornography is on the curriculum fucking got you Mm -hmm. but (laughs) little Corey, these are the careers that you could learn at college university in the possibly 40s or the 50s which one would you choose here are your choices chemistry Philosophy, strike breaking, cigarette salesman, raccoon maintenance, witch hunting, Donkey Kong engineer, sandwich repair, or commie bastard. Hmm. I would either do sandwich repair or commie bastard, I feel like. Hell yeah. I would do just because I can't. Whenever someone says Donkey Kong, I say Donkey Kong engineer. <laughs> Or raccoon maintenance, but whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool, too. Strike breaking probably pays a lot, so you might want to go there. Probably. And commie bastard, what classes would you... What's the curriculum to learn how to be a commie bastard? It's just Marx and Lenin teachings. Okay. Just 24-7. Got the Communist Manifesto right here, baby. There it is. I love it. <laughs> I chose this because in a class that I hated... It was a history class, and we needed to do a book report, and I saw the Communist Manifesto on there. I was like, oh, I've I've always been interested in what this is because people like my dad would be like, the communists are coming. Oh, we're, we're turning into a communist nation. And when I read that, I was able to – when my dad would say that, I'd be like – here are the 10 pillars of truly becoming a communist nation. We have always already done four of them throughout your entire life. That's it. No new ones have been added. But what was so great, all of the the communist manifesto, Lil Corey, it's a hard read, but only like 22 pages. All the other books, I would hear people be like, fuck, I have to, I'm having to read like 30 pages a day because I chose a 600 page book. They're all complaining. And I go, mine's only 22. And they're like, excuse me? <laughs> Just because you have to talk about communism, I guess, for a little bit. But like, even so, it's not that hard. Oh, no, it was the best reading I did because it was actually informative. Right. 
I do like how that kid being overwhelmed with all the choices is about to hang himself. I there was a mood. I've never seen a more me still in an image. <laughs> uh, and then they're sitting at lunch. It's Pizza Boat Friday, PBF, and they're tr- they're discussing like, "Hey, what are you gonna do?" And Parks is like, "I don't know." Witch hunting, that seemed pretty cool. You know, uh, one less witch in the world, stealing cars and eating babies. And then he punches a a cosplay enthusiast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because a witch all of a sudden comes out. Well, it's not a cosplay enthusiast. I think they were doing a stage production of Wizard of Oz. Same thing. That's a, yeah, I guess that theater people are cosplay enthusiasts. <laughs> uh, this is the episode where we get a corporate friend comes. He's no longer in college. And he comes in. He's like, who let the dogs out? He has brew dogs. Who, who, who? And he's like, they're like, come on, man. That's stupid. And Parks is doing up his hair with gel and then just puts on his hat so gingerly, which I used to think was so stupid. But as an older person putting on hats because to keep the hair out. I will comb my hair, make it look nice just to put a hat on. So I'm now Same. like Parks. But he like he's like, oh, and I can't go anywhere without Kermit. And it's a Pez Kermit. And he goes, who let the frogs out? Who, who, who? They start laughing. And then the corporate friend goes, wait. Uh, th- th- so because he just does it with a frog, it's funny. And they're like, yeah, man, he's Kermit. He's Pez. He doesn't know any better. (laughs) Corporate life is a nightmare. We find that out. And obviously, and there's a party going on at Kung Fu Carl's. He started a nightclub and it it starts with they're like, oh, yeah, I'm just watching Death Ninja nine or whatever. And Kung Fu Carl's like, oh, it's it's. Were you in that one? Oh, no. Was that the one where your head was cut off? Oh, yeah, I think that was yours or whatever. The one where you die in it, I think. And then they're Wait, watching. Is, like, is that the one where your head gets kicked off? Yes. Was that you? <laughs> I forgot whose head got kicked off. Was it yours? <laughs> and then they watch it and it's just like in a execution video from like Al-Qaeda or something. Dark Ninja is just sitting on the ground and all of a sudden like Kung Fu Carl comes in as like with a drop kick straight to the head and then it flies it flies it flies and then uh you see a goalie try to deflect it but it goes into a goal and an announcer just goes goal and then dark ninja says see that doesn't even make sense and then high kung fu carl says makes perfect sense to me <laughs> and that's me watching a lot of movies that uh nicole's like what the fuck is this same did you ever have a fake ID? Uh, I never had a fake ID, actually. Damn. I had one. It was a friend's ID, but I only ever used it to buy parental advisory CDs because I was 17 and he was like 19, and I don't know why he gave me his ID. I was too much of a bitch, and I just had a bunch of quote-unquote cool parents around my friends who would just get me alcohol for me. Uh-oh. That's not good. I know. But what about rated M games? I'll I'll have a story about that later. That's funny. My mom would just buy them for me. Okay. Except one time. Ooh, which one? Uh, It was for, it was Red Dead Redemption. Okay. And the person shamed her out of it. Oh, what? Fuck that. They're like, I'm I'm a proud PETA member. You can kill horses in this. (laughs) Uh, I do like on their, so they have fake IDs that one's just Dark Ninja 
and one is Gorp but has a fake mustache on and Parks goes, well, it makes me look older in the photo. And it's like, that's not you, though. But the date of birth is simply older than 21. And Nicole, (laughs) at the end of this episode, Nicole walked in and was like, wait, why is Parks in a, like, fake mustache? I was like, oh, that was on his fake ID. And she's like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, This is where I asked my dad what a roach clip is. And he explained it to me because... It, we were already watching Cheech and Chong with him, so he's like, right. yeah, I'm fine with explaining this, and I've, like, had to ask him what Cottonmouth was, but that's because of rap music. Not the snake? No, what? There's a Cottonmouth snake. I thought that was a, a different... Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Check it out, guys. Let us know in a five-star <laughs> iTunes review of Mostly Speaking Sentai. <laughs> okay. Then we get that acapella rap song, which I think in the originals on Newgrounds, they had a beat to it. And it might have been like an industry beat. Like you could not put this on a DVD or on YouTube. So that might oh, be why yeah, it's probably. acapella. And then the Dean's the coolest. Get more anguish from the corporate life dude of saying, I gave you a back rub, boss. That's not why you hired me. And he's just drunk and crying about it. And this ends with. Another dance montage where it's the let's do this. And then it goes into wild thing. On Newgrounds, it went into wild thing. On here, it's just a sound alike beat. And I have a story of maybe a month ago, I was very stoned. Nicole was too, I think. And I went to go do dishes. And I just started going like boom, da boom, 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 boom. Wild thing. Well, doing the dishes. (laughs) And I kept doing it. Like many times to the point where Nicole was in the living room. It's like two two rooms away, separated. And Nicole just starts laughing so, so hard from it. And I'm laughing, trying to go like, boom, 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 boom. Wild thing. <laughs> That's my life, guys. Love it. It's a good life. And then finally, last episode, just a few notes on this. Macho Man Randy Savage here, baby. Love him. Why did I write boom into my heart? I wish I knew, buddy. I don't know either. <laughs> oh, oh no, the boom, boom into my heart. Uh, oh, that, yeah, yeah. The nerd ass, the child prodigy, he's, this is an episode where the two, there's three storylines, but two main ones, Mr. Pushpot, the child prodigy, is fed up with all the monkeys. They're just constantly giving him strife, and then- Mike is dealing with Study Stillskin, which is a leprechaun who shows up if you've been studying too hard. And what he does is, where did I have it written down? He uh, gives you study hints while he searches for his gold. And then Parks is hanging out with Macho Man Randy Savage for reasons that are never explained. Because why wouldn't you if you found Macho Man Randy Savage? Yeah, why not? Why did I have cobra humping? Oh, so one of the things where (laughs) not an actual cobra, I I have uh, sexualization. Yes, the sexualization (laughs) of snakes. No, one of the things the monkeys just destroyed Pushpot's room, and one of the things that they did was make his GI Joe's hump. Cobra. (laughs) Park says, "Hey, Mike, stop studying." You should come with us. We're going to watch Macho Man beat down Kung Fu Carl. (laughs) 
And then also like, oh, let's go smash some fire hydrants. And he's like, you want me to do that more? More. Which, if you had Macho Man Randy Savage for a day in his prime, what would you have him do? I would have him straight up just be a menace for a little bit. Uh, Just literally just start screaming nonsensical Macho Man Randy Savage interview lines in public dressed up as not Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Dressed up in a and nice suit. And then maybe suit. break a few fire hydrants. Oh, yeah. If you see a fire hydrant, you oh, it's a hot summer day and kids are like, we're so toasty. We don't have a crowbar or a wrench to undo the fire hydrant. And Macho Man just runs up, DDTs it into spraying out. <laughs> I know you could. You'd have to pick it up to DDT, guys. He does a people's elbow. Yeah, no, no, no. He he's gonna DDT it. He's just gonna run over, uh, grab it, give it, it, give it that little wrestler slap, and then the sheer weight of him falling to the earth is gonna rip that thing right out of the concrete. Hell yeah, and it just sprays everywhere. Yeah, just like my dad. What? What? Oh, because he sprayed everywhere on your mom. Probably. <laughs> Ew. We find out if you see Study Still Skin. You should never do these three things. Leg wrestle him, take his hard candy, or convince him that you have his gold. And they ask, wait, why wouldn't you want to leg wrestle him? And the friend goes, oh, he just, he beats you and makes fun of you. It's embarrassing. (laughs) What wrestling move is the most romantic? Because Macho Man is trying to say like, hey, you accidentally asked this girl out that you like well in a study-induced coma. What would you do? Here's some stuff. And he's just relaying it back to wrestling moves. And they're like, no, that doesn't make any sense. I can't pile drive a woman into loving me, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Well, uh, the most romantic, I'm not sure. I can tell you I think the most sexy is the pedigree. Mm -hmm. Maybe the bear hug, actually. Bear hug. That's the most romantic. I think the DX chops when you're naked. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. And naked and flaccid. So then it's flopping around. (laughs) Get a little windmill action going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the end, they like... I thought it was just funny as a way to get back at Pushpot. From a bunk above in the dorm room, the monkeys just slime him Nickelodeon style. Hell yeah, dude. And then when on the date, this is my last note, is Study Skillskin comes out of nowhere and he's like, gold. And he starts poking the date's boob and then humping the dinner roll. Well, screaming, gold, 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 gold. gold. What a fucking character. Yeah. (laughs) I love this show, guys. It's real fun. And I suggest seek it out and enjoy. Give it a a listen to. If you like early uh, Newgrounds content, you'll like this. And watch season two. We might do it someday on here. Let us know if you want to. But maybe we'll do Blockhead. Blockhead's so fucking good. It's rad, baby. Ram, ram. Ram, ram. Was that a weed whacker? Was that a weed whacker right now? No, that was my dirt bike on Oh, you got like one of those GTA Vice City dirt bikes, huh? Yeah, and then I hit a kid and get haunted by a pumpkin. It wasn't your fault, James. I know it wasn't. It was the kid's fault and the dog's fault for trying to get up on my dirt bike path. Yeah. Also, the kid shouldn't have, like, I didn't hit him that hard. 
That's on. He's that's actually his being a drama queen. That's the dad's fault for not training his son to one take a bump from a vehicle and two mm-hmm. tighten up a little more. <laughs> that's you hear here first, kids or parents. Train your kids to take a bump from a vehicle. Uh huh. And make sure they have the muscles that their insides can take the bump. Because just if like that's. <laughs> If you had a glass jar, even if the glass jar knew how to properly fall, it's still going to break. <laughs> so in this context, no matter what we do, the kid's still going to break if we hit them with the vehicle? They might not break as much, but it's like, oh, you're going to need to go to the hospital and this will be complications. But at least he's not going to die right away. Unlike the jar. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I get it. It's all coming together. It's all being pieced together, James. Most of my jars, I don't, they cannot break because then semen's just going to spill everywhere. Well, the semen actually acts as like a, like a, essentially like wet cement or what is it called? Rubber cement? Yeah. It'll just hold everything in pace, place, even if it does break. Leave it in paste as well. What are you uh, worshiping in those jars? What, what's, what, what got soaked in your jisms? A few yogi bears. <laughs> James, you're actually a furry, okay? I, I know that in my heart. It's okay that you are. It's just that you are. I got a commander chip hazard. <laughs> Mordecai from the regular show. Oh, uh, his girlfriend Twilight Sparkle? Oh, no, Mordecai. But you, you got to put them together. So that they can wish on airplanes and whatnot. Well, I also have a VHS copy of Austin Powers in The Spy Who Shagged Me. In a jar that yeah. you were, that you jism worship with. Uh-huh. It's full Perfect. to the brim. Does it still work? <laughs> I haven't checked, probably, because the, the box might keep it from soaking in and getting wet. Oh, guys, te- uh, test this out for us. Let us know. One real good thing, I just put a bunch of silly putty in it, so I just like do one jack and it's full. <laughs> That's you're okay. You're cutting corners now. You're taking mm-hmm. the you're taking the easy way out, James. I didn't raise a quitter. I also do those those jars full of like different colored sand, but it, in the middle I put it. It looks kind of like a five layered cake with frosting in each middle. So it's pretty cool. Right. I like layer of semen. Put some new sand on, layer of semen and such. Uh, you should do the same thing, only instead of sand, you should use phloam next time. Or just use yeasty dough. <laughs> just make Gross. a cake like that. <laughs> just make a cake. Uh-huh. That's Glaze someone's it. fetish for sure. Oh, yeah, like cakefarts.com? What? You don't know what cakefarts.com is? It's I people... don't know what cakefarts.com is, James. Man, I guess this is our age difference, you know? Oh, it's a, it's an age prospect, is it? Well, because it was very popular and a like <laughs> meme thing in like 2009. So much so on United States of Terra. What's her name? Uh, what? Who's Captain Marvel? Uh, Brie Larson. Yeah, if you want to see Brie Larson sit on cakes and whatnot in United States of Terra in order to make money when she's out of high school, she does that. Or like sit on. I think she sits on a balloon with frosting. Why? It, what is this show? Where did where did where did this come out? Early two thousand tens. It has a hereditary mom in it. Really? Yeah, it's a very fucking good show. It's so good. It's on Showtime, 
and it's a Diablo Cody show. And I think Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he executive produced it. Steven Spielberg executive produced a show that has cake farts. Yes. The job. The story of it was maybe that's what we do in January is United States of Terra. Fucking I guess we might because I don't believe that this is a real show. It's Tony Collette, I think is her name. She has DID, uh, meaning multiple personalities. Right. And it's just kind of dealing with that in a more serious, but it's a dramedy. So it is kind of sitcom-y in the sense that sometimes Brie Larson will be sitting on frosting covered balloons and whatnot in front of a webcam. She's Captain Marvel. Yeah. And you can also see her sit on cakes and shit. (laughs) I might seek that out. (laughs) James is like, I got, I got plans now for the night. I got a new worship. It's a good thing Nicole didn't stick with baking and pastry school because I might be like, oh, yeah, Nicole, uh, it looks like you baked too many cupcakes. Might have to sit on them. <laughs> We're going to need to sit on a few of these. And by we, I mean the royal we. It's you who has to. <laughs> but speaking of relationships, Lil Corey. Sometimes they're rocky. We're finally doing it. No matter what. (laughs) January, Flintstone's on the rock. Will Wilma sit on some cakes? Or maybe she wants to see Fred sit on them. And that's where the marriage is crumbling. No, oh, maybe it's a crumble cake that they're sitting on. It's a crumble cake. That's good. Good job, James. She's like, oh, well, a normal birthday cake. That's not getting up in my hoo-ha, but a crumble cake. (laughs) It's like going to the beach. We're in for a rocky road, aren't we? Uh Uh-huh. So there we go, guys. Flintstones on the rocks. I need to edit this episode, Lil Corey. All right. Let's get out of here. All righty. Send me those files, you fucker. You bitch. Okay. All righty. See you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. I love you. Bye. Oh, yeah.